Welcome to Business and Investing with Grant and Charlie, where we are enhancing your complete set of skills to build wealth inside and outside your business. Now, in typical Grant and Charlie fashion, we have separated this episode into two parts. So if you are listening to this and you have not listened to part one, make sure that you jump onto wherever you're listening to it. Go back to part number one because there is amazing information and content that will actually set up for this conversation. And for those of you who are returning from part number three and part number two, be sure to enjoy this one. I'm going to drop you straight into the conversation. But first, let's cue Charlie's disclaimer. It's Charlie here from Business and Investing, and I need to let you know that Grant, myself, and the Business and Investing team are in no way, shape, or form qualified to give you personal or specific financial advice. We strongly encourage you seek out and use professionals when you are making investment decisions or comparing investment products. So let, let's jump into this. You've hinted at this a few times here, and I think this is a, a really common one in for a lot of business owners and people in general, right? Is if this is where they operate from, instead of like fixing the money mindset stuff or finding the real solution, we'll just change the goals. Change the expectations. Yeah. Exactly right. So, you know, if you were initially wanting to make, let's say your initial goal is to, you know, for Hazel not to work in your example you've got here which you know, each everyone's goals are their own. Everyone can pick. It might be you want to make 10 grand a month, 100 grand a month, right? And you fall into this situation where it's like, you go, oh, you know, scarcity is kicking in, the whole uh, money beliefs are kicking in and you're sitting there and you go, well, if I keep doing what I'm doing, I'm not going to achieve that goal. Is it really so bad if Hazel has to work part-time then? What if instead of wanting 10 grand a month, I just want eight grand a month now? Yeah. <clears throat> it's, like, it's like when people like reach for financial independence to re- retire early, like the fire team. It's like, and they achieve it by spending less. And they're like, well, I achieved it. He's like, yeah, but did you really happy with how you achieved it and where you're at right now? And then here you go. So the, this is when I first started business, you know how on your Skype account, you can have like that little saying. Do you remember what mine was? <sighs> Do you know, I actually don't. Lay so down. Was, so it was uh, enjoy, enjoy the journey, not the destination, or life's about the journey, not the destination. And I'm like, like looking back at that now, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like, this, that mindset concept around just do the thing <laughs> as opposed to like, don't set the goal. Don't worry about trying to get to the goal, Charlie. Just like enjoy as you go through. And it, would, it showed up in everything. It's in why I enjoyed doing business is why I did all these things because I'm like, well, I didn't really have to have a goal. I could just do the thing. And then someone would pay me for the thing that I've done. Like it would, there are so many like little nuggets that I look back at now and I'm like, oh, why did no one call me up on this? Like, why did I have to go through? Maybe it's only now eyes? you're ready to receive that. Maybe. It, it, totally. totally. I, completely. I see I that this is where the impact moments are so critical though. Because if you didn't have that in your example, that moment with Hazel, you wouldn't have been open to the idea of digging back here. Completely. Right, so if you don't have those, um, and there's they've been kind of coined like threshold moments by some other people or significant light of events where we are open to change. Having a kid, another really good example of one. It's like we're not ready to receive that information. Yeah. Can, can I just like, I want to go one level deeper here. So let, let's pretend like you're someone that's like downgrading your goals, for example. Right? When you downgrade your goals or the outcomes you want, you then start matching the activities to achieve those goals and in yes. turn like – yeah, 
So can we use the opposite? And it's a really interesting opposite example. You ready? Adam Newman, WeWork. All right, so I'm not going to say that, you know, I agree with everything this guy has done. I actually thoroughly disagree with a lot of the things this guy has done. But when you look at his mindset around money and belief in himself around creating something astronomical, he did. So if he truly believes he's going to, you know, create a billion-dollar company, which he did, and guess what happened? His actions matched, matched up and he did it. Yep. Everything. Right, so did. we come across these people with insane beliefs and they really believe them, that's the key, or insane goals, and then they start doing the activities to back it up. Like Elon Musk, another great example. Like he belie- he actually believes he'll put someone on Mars. Genuinely. Do you know why, why we're not building problem. rockets right now, Grant? Don't believe it. We don't believe it. it it's so true because what is it like? It just it takes up the space that's allotted to it. Like you will you a second you increase that ceiling, you will levitate up into that ceiling again until you move it again. And it, it was actually really interesting. I'll unpick you one of these things that I realized. So software businesses, <clears throat> my idols were all like the the Bill Gates of the world and like the Steve Jobs and like the tech guys. And I remember reading a whole heap of articles around their philanthropic endeavors where like they were just giving away their billions. And so my mind just skipped to their end result. And so it was like, so for me, I just stopped going, well, I just need a whole heap of money. It just went, no, well, I just do the thing and I'll just do business and money doesn't matter. See, these guys are all giving away the cash. And like everything, like Atlassian is giving away the cash. So everybody I was looking at is just giving away the cash. And I'm just like, well, man, that's just me. Maybe I just don't need the cash. Curiously, did you ever see someone watch a Gary Vee video, believe that's what they need to do to be successful and then they start making hundreds of pieces of content a week and they get burned out? You ever see that? I've seen that before many a time. Interesting how beliefs work. <laughs> do we? You can always do an episode all around beliefs. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, you hit on something earlier before, right, where you said you're convinced and your word's not mine and you can feel free to throw these uh-huh. right back at me. You're convinced every time you work on yourself, like a good result comes from it in, in business. Yes. Like for you, you've seen that. And I've seen the same thing, right? Every time I work on myself, there's unintended consequences of levels up in other areas. So for example, you some here, it's like, let's say I start improving my health and I feel good about the way I look. Is it a real surprise that my confidence improves as well? Completely. Yeah. So did you notice when we started, uh, we'll call it, we started our property business, really when we started investing in property we gained skills in that arena and then we got better at our active business. Yep. Right. So there's like knock on effects to all of this, which is the whole point is that if you were to level up your money mindset in a really big way and start working through some of these things, inadvertently, business does better. Yep. Right. So uh, it's fascinating, right? The whole idea of like masking these or putting exterior excuses on them is just like but a fascinating one. Yeah, because I find that it's so much, it's so easy. Well, it was so easy for me to just reduce the ceiling. And that's to, to your point, like across all of those areas, it's just like, well, it's just easier to not push for greatness. Like why look for something better? Because that's the unknown, that's the uncertainty, which means I just better, it's easy for me to change me, Charlie. Have you ever we, seen this one? Have you ever seen someone who has like an ambitious goal of like maybe it's becoming a millionaire, right, which is ambitious for a lot of people? So then they make a million dollars and then suddenly like they just fall, all the work and drive in them disappears. 
do they stop yeah yeah fascinating one as well like even hitting goals if they're not uh, again that might be the goal that's appropriate or not but you can see it like takes the gas out of people when they've done the thing well even even me so it was it was the six figures a year and then i would just stop on that business and go elsewhere into another business they cruise yeah it's all money because i'm like it's it's here and it's like similar to like a sporting star when you take them away from the thing that they're working on like so that imagine like the top golfer in the world because i know you like golf and then They've done it. They've done the thing and they retire and they're like, now what? <laughs> where can I continue to – I've hit the thing. I've done the thing. Now where do I go from here? Massive. Well, um, before we jump onto this next section here, was there anything you did that you thought would work but didn't? Is there anything you uh, had a look around here where you've gone with the idea of like – because, again, I think this is actually really common where people will – think they're fixed a solution like oh, i'm gonna work on my money mindset i'm just gonna not want anything that that was my that was the thing because and until like lay it more down more bluntly like the i had solved the problem of how do i make money for myself and how do i be happy in the environment and the second that i brought in the second person which is hazel and soon to be a third and fourth or whatever happens with kids i'd never thought about that and so that was – so I was all like happy within my little like little box and then when I had to think outside that box, that was the really confronting thing. And so that was like this false solution that I had was going, well, it's not me for the rest of my life. <laughs> it's not, I'm not going to be the only one. Like, now I have to provide for these other people and that actually exposed all of these limiting beliefs that I had or these things that I just wasn't confronting myself with going, well, where is it actually showing up that you can support all these people, that you can actually do the thing? And that was me going, oh, shit, what else have I not done? What else have I limited my beliefs on? What else? How else have I tr- thought that I've solved something that I actually haven't solved? You mean and that duct tape isn't going to hold up, Grant? Totally. All that <laughs> that glass ceiling definitely needs to uh, be broken. <laughs> I'll share mine. I, again, is like I, I did have some semi-awareness to like money things, but I was going through this whole, ah, oh, well, if I just keep working on my business – Eventually, I'll make a lot of money and then I won't have these money issues. I won't be scared. I won't have a scarcity mindset around money if I just make a lot of money. That'll solve it. So I'll just keep working on my business. I'm not going to do the internal work. I'll just keep working on my business. That's how, how, that's how I'm going to solve the money issue there. I might have done something similar. More time in front of the computer equals I am trying to do the thing, which means that my now wife would be like, you're doing a great job. You're doing the thing. You're pushing hard. And I'm like, yeah. Albeit it doesn't reflect back in the money that I was creating. Well, if you're running a business like our previous selves, right? So we're undervesting in our business. We're not um, hiring people. We're always looking for free. And you just ramp up hours. Not going to get a good result. (laughs) 110% categorically, yes. That is my finding. And I'll even go one further here. I know people that have a lot of money that haven't dealt with some of these things. Like they've actually done the thing. They've made a lot of money in the idea that it will solve their money issues. No, they are just scarce at a bigger level. (laughs) Scarce at a bigger level. (laughs) Yeah, like you can be frugal and have a million dollars in a bank account and have a bad money mindset. You could be frugal if you got a billion dollars sitting in a bank account and doing it, right? It's like the mindset carries with you. Like you got to deal with the mind at some point. Yeah. Do you feel... Do you feel that this is just a game that you just continually play? Like once you've unpicked one thing, you'll find something else, you'll find something else? Because uh, for me, I've found it like 
even now to this day, I keep improving on it. I keep going, oh, wow, there's things that I didn't realize that I hadn't unpacked before or there are limits that I've put on myself that I haven't unpacked before. Yeah, that's a, that's a really interesting question. Have you ever noticed that in business we keep trying to solve a problem thinking that once we solve that problem, like, oh, cool, then everything will be perfect. Yeah. It's solved. And it's like anyone who's been in business long enough is like, cool, ah, uh, I'm going to solve this problem, but that's probably going to create another problem. Then I'll have to solve that problem. Like yep. the game is continuous problem solving to a degree. That's what it is. That's what I've chosen. And like I think for a lot of business owners, even just adapting that into their mindset with business would make a big difference. Mm-hmm. Like it's not this hiring this next person or working out Facebook ads that's suddenly going to make your business perfect and you're never going to have challenge again. Yeah, I believe it's, it's the same in this world. I keep discovering things. Yeah, so we, I'll share one here that people may find interesting or you know, maybe they've just X this episode already. I don't know. <laughs> no, they're still here. They're like, talk about property. I want to know which house I should buy in which area. Tell Stop me the hotspot. making hot me spot. confront my demons. You're making me confront them. All right, so... I want you to imagine this. Well, fast forward from here. Like I um, eventually go on to do some work, which we'll talk about momentarily. Uh, we'll talk about some of the real solutions we found or things that have been more helpful, I should say. I'm not going to call them real solutions, just things that have helped us that might help others. Totally. All right. So I start working on the money issues and I will say, <sighs> talk about a rocket. Like if once I confronted a lot of the money things in my past, that was a level unlock for me. I yep. started making serious coin. Um, well, my perception of serious coin. Anyway, point going is like now I'm making money. I'm starting to invest. A lot of these things are going really white for me. I'm feeling like my money mindset is like I'm gold. I'm done. Then I become financially independent, right? And then I don't have to do anything for money. That messed with me really hard. In the sense of a complete plateau or in sense of a uh, where to from here? Like, Yeah, so what's fascinating in my uh for me or in my own experience here is like so um when i had the strive for financial independence thing as a reason as a why right i could understand how my world worked yeah like why are you getting up and doing business oh because i'm trying to become financially independent yeah i don't want my wife to have to work when we have a kid like i want to secure my financial future like i got good reasons and whys when that was like hang on um and I, re- I still remember I was using one of those financial independent calculators and I, I used it and I put it in and it's like I was well and truly financially independent at this point and it's like, I'm like it's broken. <laughs> Bianca, what have I put in wrong? Can hey, you count it in? Come on. Get, get in here. It says we're done. I'm calling bullshit. And then she's like, try another one. And then I tried another calculator and I'm like, but it messed with me because then it was all of a sudden you don't have to do these things for money. You get to choose these things for money. And like that's incredibly confronting for a lot of people because, um, and it will be for many and I suspect many business owners who listen to this, well, first off, they're going to be like, well, uh, they think I'm an asshole right now and they're going to say that's easy for you to say because you've achieved the thing. Because now you've achieved it, yeah. Yeah, it's just like when some rich asshole says, oh, you know, money won't buy happiness. And it's like it's easy for you to say you've got the money. Yeah, totally. But hopefully for some people they'll come back to this conversation and like it's actually a really beautiful moment when you realize that you don't have to do anything, you choose to do everything. Yeah. So it's so much fun running a business when it's all choice. (laughs) As opposed to I need the money, I need the money, I need the money, I need the money. Case in point, the first story I told about the guy who wanted the ad review, I'm just like, nope. Yeah. 
if I needed money, what would I have yes. done? Ah, oh, well, I can already see what I would have set myself up for. It would have sucked. But you would have accepted it because, and you would have, funnily enough, you would have convinced yourself that it was a good idea at the time. Because I need the money. The, yeah, even though you saw the symptoms, you'd be like, trust me, it's worth it. I'm providing for Bianca. Totally. I've got to look after Bianca Grant. i got to look after Bianca. It's going to help this guy's business. It's going to do the thing. You All know, right. It's fine. You're it's telling me money. you haven't done anything you knew was compromised in the justification for money because it would look after Hazel. Did I? You know me. I'm a greedy bastard. Like, yes. <laughs> I, um, I, I, tr- I, I don't admit it, but uh, since I've, like, overcome this thing, like, especially, like, just that relay of Hazel asking me the question in my mind that's just burnt in. And by the way, she reminds me consistently. And she listens to this podcast, so keep reminding him, Hazel. Can you no, see no. that it's very powerful for you? Dude, it's like she gen- and she knows how much it kills me, brings it up. And yes, like it, yeah, even to this point, I'm like, come on. Come on, Charlie. It's just a little bit more money. Like, come on. Like, come on. Fuck the bear. Um, but you're right in the sense that it all comes from this point of like why, like outside of the utility to what you're talking about with financial independence, like how much more can it add to the to the top? How much more happiness can you get from it? How much more freedom can you get from it? Like it is just this this infinite game. Do you think that everyone has to go through that though? Like do you think that everybody has to have that mentality of like doing the thing to generate the cash in order to get the outcome? Or do you think that if you played the game you're playing as it is now from a position of like financial freedom – five, ten years ago, you'd still get to the same point. I'm curious of your hindsight on this now. Yeah, this is this is interesting. I look back on my life and those impact moments, those inflection points, those really painful experiences I had in my life are the things that trigger big change. T- totally. So without them, would I have made the change? And I'm going to have to say no. So if the Sydney event never happened, would I have changed my mindset? No, wouldn't have started the journey. Would another event come up if I didn't go to that Sydney event that found the same thing? Potentially. Maybe. Like maybe it was always inevitable that I would end up on that path, but it seems to be that those moments are the things, right? It's like becoming financially independent is something that is like hit me, right? And did I need to go through that to experience this thing of choice? Yes. Like I really find that those truth moments – those moments where you are in the thick of it are required to be open to the massive change. Like it, it, it can be huge if kids are another really big one. When Jack was born, I legitimately remember like it's imprinted in me. He comes into this world and I have this moment of like, it's my job to look after that. Yeah. Yeah. The severity of responsibility is there that I take seriously. So it's like, you know, that's something, again, it's like these are my beliefs. I'm not saying they're right or wrong or other people should have them or anything like that, but it's just the experiences I've I've had in those moments. I really, really have. So could you potentially learn some of these things or do them without having to have the moment? I'm not sure. I'm open-minded to that. Uh, potentially, maybe there's some things I'm already doing where I haven't had to have those moments, but I very much noticed the ones where I have. Yeah. <clears throat> For me, I, I found... I found the moments were the the forcing of the break. Like it was like this real hard break and you're just like, oh, shit. And you, like in those moments I just felt forced to confront some previous beliefs that I thought and were holding true and I'm like, well, I'm the problem now. Um, so to your point, like 
I agree. Like you can't go and change the past or anything like that. And the moments that have broken me are the ones that have actually improved where I go and, and how I progress. It's just, I find it interesting. Have you ever considered seeking out more of those moments? Because I know I have. Just, just, wait, Hazel, what else have I fucked up? <laughs> and what, like just go, you know, hey, mum, what other like bad money beliefs you got? Like, <laughs> How would you go and seek them out? It's a really good question. I, I I don't have an answer to that exact thing, but I'll lay this one in a different way. There's likely going to be a whole bunch of business owners that listen to this totally. that haven't had that moment. It don't, yeah, totally. Right, so Wait, yeah, have a kid or get married. <laughs> yeah, I actually know another one. I know someone that bought a house they couldn't afford, and that was the trigger because they put so much financial pressure on them that that was their moment that you know turned them on. Right, yeah. So, like, there are ways to in- – I, I would think that there are ways to induce these types of events or construct them in a healthier way. It's not the way I went about it, but I would certainly think about it. But if you're someone that is listening to this podcast, maybe it's this podcast. Maybe mm. it's shining lights on reflections of these things and instead of brushing over the episode, you, like, lean in. Yeah. Like, really lean in. Which, which it's, it's an interesting point. Like, one of the other ones that was really confronting for me was when I couldn't pay rent. And Hazel was the one that went and paid rent. Um, like that was, and funnily enough, I never had those problems again. I just had different problems. Um, and it was actually interesting. I know you and I have spoken about this before. I always thought that I ha- was playing from a handicap because I came from a decent family and everybody else who was like thoroughly successful had like dis- were dyslexic, broken homes, like went bankrupt. Like they had these things. And I'm like, I got none of that. And so like you always watch like the Tony Robbins and, start, and I'm just like, not, none of this is me, right? And so, like, then you start trying to find the problems and you can't really find them. And I'm just like, well, maybe I'm just a weirdo. Um, and so that's where I had to blaze my own path of actually going, okay, well, now these things are broken. Hazel asked the question. I'm like, well, fuck, what, what don't people talk about? And that was where I found the problems that I had, the, the little challenges that I had. And that really helped me unpack it. A mentor of mine said that no one escapes their childhood grant. No one. It's tr- it is tr- it is surprising how much that keeps popping up because I used to look back at my childhood and go, it was like, it was perfect. Like, it was awesome. And then, like, these little- Maybe. I think we've unpacked some things here that would say there might be some frames you've put around that. But you that was say it's thing. perfect. It, that was a thing. Like, it was just like I just adjusted it, my interpretation, until this thing broke, which was the hazel moment. And then I'm like, oh, shit. Actually, no, I've just mastered it. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, let's jump on some solutions here. Let, let's talk about things that we've done that have uh, made drastic improvements to our money mindset, noting it's not shrinking our goals or pretending it doesn't exist. <laughs> I felt that attack. That was good. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, kick it off. Go, go, buddy. All right, so jumping back into the story of like, you know, what did I do after the Sydney event? Ultimately, a lot of internet research. I came across a couple of videos on YouTube, which led me to uh, a couple of podcasts and then a couple of paid programs, which I did. Uh, So uh, number one was Dr. Demartini's work. Huge fan. I think that his work is excellent. He's got a podcast, which is free and fantastic and a great starting point for a lot of people. He also has paid programs, which are sensational and books that are sensational. He's got a whole audio book on money. I think it's like Mastering Wealth in some form. We probably should have like got the title of that. We'll link to it as well. We'll link to it. But I think that's sensational. 
couldn't be a bigger endorser of it. Um, it was awesome. Now, the second one, and I'm going to put a uh, little bit of a warning on this one because it is a more intense process, right, is I did a program with a company called MJB Seminars. Now, that one absolutely got me to confront things on a bigger level, huge level, um, and I was ready for that. But I always say fair warning to people because it was some intense stuff, right? You're going to be going into something which you may not be ready for and it's like at the same time I hope you are because the benefits of doing that program were immense for me, mm. absolutely immense. Like that was – I think that one had the biggest impact. Um, how could I describe this? Is like you know when you get a protein bar that kind of isn't the healthiest but it tastes good mm. versus eating perfect food which doesn't taste good but you know you're doing the right thing? Yep. That. <laughs> so Dr. D Martini is like, it's kind of a treat, but it's also good for me. MJB is like, this is really good for you, but you know what? You're not going to get the flavor rewards in the same way. You have to do some hard shit here. Yeah, you got to confront a different one. Yeah, so those two played a huge one. Um, and then I'll, I'll mention a couple that I did later on. So I have done since. I've since done some work with a guy called Jamin Frazier. Um, and amazing stuff on confronting a lot of this stuff. And a special shout out to another guy that's even been on this podcast which has been Ash placed it. So I, I concur. Did he? Um, Ash was awesome. So I've had calls with Ash. He, so similar. It's funny because you and I obviously play closely to each other and hear each other as we progress through these. Uh, I went to one of the MJB seminars and dude, I still remember being in a room with uh, Mitch and tears be down face. Anyway, uh, so no, <laughs> it's uh, very interesting. I, I secretly love it. Actually, I do love it. I'm not even going to say secretly. Like, I loved it, I, that whole experience. It's just full on, isn't it? Totally. Um, you know what's really interesting? One of the biggest shifts that really worked for me was when Hazel had that conversation with me, it changed the goalposts, which was actually like my personal wealth. And then I just started consuming completely different things or seeing it from a different lens. So like, so I'm a big Joe Dispenza. He helped me out a lot in regards to like rewiring the brain and stuff like that. Oh, honorable um, mention on my list. I love Joe as well. Dude, Joe's the neurons that fire together, wire together, um, all those kind of things. And I just found that I was just, I was readjusting everything based on the business, not based on myself personally. And that was where I was like showing the success. And so Hazel broke that wiring. She's like, well, now connect it to the family. I'm like, the, the, that connection doesn't exist. And so that was a huge one, which is like changing the goalpost and that rewiring. So Joe Dispenser helped me with that. Um, Di Martini is always an honorable mention. Um, and even then doing like a little bit of Tony Robbins. Uh, some of his books are fucking just amazing. Um, shout out. I'm currently progressing through Jamin Fraser as well. He is. I message him on Facebook, just go, dude, stop fucking with my head. <laughs> I'm like, dude, like, you're killing me here. And he's just like sitting there chuckling. Can I mention one more thing here? You have kind of like said a little bit but not. Like you said that like neurons that are wired together, fire together. Yep. I, I would go even a little bit deeper than that. Can you see that each time one of us has explored one of these things individually and gets a good result, the desire to, the other one to do it grows? Oh, definitely. Really interesting thing about our relationship is when one of us improves or learns something new, like the first knee jerk is like, Got to tell the other person. What are your interpretations of this? How do you feel about this? Like, this has worked for me. This hasn't worked for me. This is how I felt about it. And oh my gosh, like, is that that effect? Well, you know, I have intentionally don't want this to be a podcast that's like, it's all who you spend time with. Get mentors and read the books. Because it's like, oh, come on. 
But it's like at the same time, this keeping up with the Joneses mentality we've developed with each other. Totally. Right? It's like I, again, careful how I say it, but it's like if you do something and get an improvement in an area of life that's important to me, sure as shit, I'm going to do that because I'm trying to keep up with you. Like it's actually a really positive reinforcement in that life. Competitiveness in the wrong areas can be dangerous, right? Like you don't want to compare who can be the better drug addict. Like that's not a fun – that wouldn't be recommended. Totally. Totally. But who can – Generate the most cash. Definitely, Charlie. Definitely. Well, that has worked with us. Like how many money mindsets have we had to overcome? Or just think about that in like nature. If let's say you've got a fixed mindset at 10 grand a month yep. and I start making 20 or 30 and you go, Charlie's not any smarter than me. If that idiot can make 30, like that might be the thing to shift it. Completely. Could you? Yeah. Totally. That's funny. Has always jokes that if we were females, our menstrual cycle would be the same. They are in sync, by the way. We even wear the same T-shirt on the damn podcast for anyone watching the video. <laughs> totally. This is fantastic. Uh, yeah, and then the other one was the Ash Place. That is awesome. And I think, but I think I mentioned him. So those, those were some of the things that actually worked for me. And to that other point, I just will say that those couple of events that actually broke my, like did the pattern interrupt, like that actually broke my original thinking. Like, however you recreate that, like, that really worked. Like, it's just, it changed the dynamic and the way that I'd previously perceived it and looked at myself. All right, so before we wrap this one up, I want to bring this into a bit of a, like, uh, process here as well for people to be helpful. So first thing is, like, awareness. Like, as usual, you have to be aware you have money issues if you're going to fix it. Like, like all things, like, you have to be aware that you want to generate financial independence or build wealth before you're going to do it. Yep. So I think it's really, really critical. And if someone can connect the dots that their money mindset is playing a huge role in their wealth and business, awesome. That's the first step. All right, the second stuff is like either inducing one of these impact moments or having the one happen to you. And you may have had them in other areas of your life. Like I, I still distinctly remember the thing that got me to lose the weight was uh, after I was in hospital and uh, they had to use a crane to lift me out of the bed. They weren't allowed to lift me because I was 117 kilos and that was fucking embarrassing impact moment. Uh, yes, that would, yes. Yeah, so like these things are highlighted. So if you are able to lean into that, like maybe today's podcast unpacks something for you. Like yeah. maybe you've, you've been thinking about your wife or partner or your kid and providing for them, but like lean in and like get to that threshold moment where you cross over and it's going to get to real change. For both of us, undoubtedly um, it's been a mixture of free and paid content on the topics and being open to that change to really take it on board after these things, which has made a massive difference. And then ongoingly, I would even say it's the competition, keeping up with the Joneses, hanging around more people that are striving to keep you on that. Like if you hang around with people with a poor money mindset, even if you do this, you're going to revert back. So it's huge. Uh, I, w- I would love, <laughs> I would love everyone to go and catch up with friends of theirs and ask them about how they've improved their money mindset and just like see the responses that everybody has had, <laughs> or just like coming in and looking at everybody else going, ah, I wonder why you're doing those things. Like I know you and I talk about this quite a lot of just going, they, there are some beliefs that sit there as to why those persons are doing that. Similar to your story at the start of the podcast, huge. Let's wrap it up. Dude, that was that was awesome podcast. It, if you're listening to this and you're like. Holy smokes, I've had an epiphany. I actually want you to email Charlie. Like between us, email respond back to the email and share it to Charlie. Like, hey, like this has actually sparked this thought. Or if you've had these moments yourself, just be like, this was my moment. It was 
the birth of my son or daughter. It was my wife sitting there on a bed going, looking at me in the soul going, mofo, what about us? Uh, respond to the email newsletter. And if, you, if you're sitting there going, I don't know what you're talking about, I'm not on the email newsletter, head over to businessandinvesting.com forward slash newsletter, put in your name, name and email and just reply to the next email. So thank you can, very can much. I go further? If anyone honestly thinks they haven't had a moment in their life where it doesn't show up in their business, get in contact with me. Give me 15 minutes of your time. I'll find it. <laughs> You'll review it out of the Uh Thank you very much for joining us and we'll catch you on the next episode of Business and Investing. <laughs>